You're listening to the Drowning in Shallow podcast, where we explore rich and meaningful encouragement that doesn't try to put a bow on difficulty. I'm Janelle, a wife, mom, business owner, lover of hospitality, and fellow needer of encouragement. This is a safe place to engage one another in honestly identifying our emotions, naming our troubles, and finding hope that lasts, even when our circumstances don't change. Stop drowning in the shallow platitudes of life. It's time to jump in, grab a life raft, and learn to float in deep waters. Subscribe to my email encouragements at encouragedwithjanelle.com. If you're tired of messages about positive thinking or self-empowerment that ignore or suppress life's true difficulties or our authentic, limited humanity, you're in just the right place. I'm so glad to have you here. As an introduction, today's encouragement is meant to be mulled over and pondered with personal introspection at slow cooker speed and not scanned at microwave pace. Join me in letting these truths make you uncomfortable as we're pressed deeper into scripture and into Christ. How would you describe God's goodness to you individually? How do you define his goodness in your life and story? I caution you to not minimize the genuine difficulties you've faced in an attempt to maximize his goodness. Let the tension remain as you consider. Take even just a few short seconds right now to contemplate your answer about his goodness to you. If you're anything like me, the common list starts to bubble to the surface as I consider the goodness of God. I name tangible provisions pleasant circumstances, peaceful relationships, family, home, spouse, kids, health, job. These all can be tremendous gifts, and all good gifts come from the giver himself. It is right and appropriate to be thankful for every tangible means of provision in each person we love. It's fitting and right to name our gratitude to God and before others as well. However, I find scripture nudging my heart, unsatisfied to let me remain here. Slow down with me. Could this recounting of God's goodness reveal my zeal for comfort, my privileges, and my love for this world? If after this tangible list, my voice starts to fade and maybe I even struggle to continue to delineate his goodness, then it would be wise to tap on the brakes and challenge the way I define and measure the goodness of God. In my own heart this last week, I've been convicted of how my mind is so often set on the flesh, on the things of this world, on what I see and experience physically and circumstantially. If I set my heart on earthly tangibles or use them as my depiction of God's goodness, won't I be tempted to think God has taken away his goodness to me or maybe has yet to give it if one, two, or even all of these gifts aren't present in my life? Additionally, what does my list say to the sick about God's goodness, the homeless, the single, the barren, the poor? Does my testimony of God's goodness merely display my privileges 
Or does it point to a God who transcends my good or bad circumstances? I'm learning more and more all the time that I don't have to pretend my circumstances have been good in order for my God to have been good to me in them. Maybe read that again. The Bible never calls us to measure God's goodness by our circumstances. In fact, it calls us to the opposite, to genuinely experience the goodness of God no matter our circumstances, even despite them. Do I long more for the good things I pray and wait for? Or is the destination of my longing the surpassing worth of more deeply knowing my Jesus? The one who makes all my enjoyed privileges literally look like trash comparatively? He will deal bountifully with us. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy or comfortable. In fact, scripture doesn't mince words in warning us about the suffering we're called to. But his bounty does mean that he's going to be with me. That no matter what I face, the fullness of himself is available to me. It does mean there's a plan for the pain and not a single millisecond of it will be wasted. Not a moment of heartache is meaningless or forgotten. In this ever-growing new paradigm shift, I'm coming to change my delineation of his goodness in my life. It's now sounding more like this. I've experienced God's goodness through his word. I am reminded both by the direct words of scripture and indirectly by the life of my Savior that I am seen and known in my trials. This suffering I experience is shared by the psalmists, by Christ himself who feels every pain right along with me, and by many others in scripture who endured significant trials for decades. Even if finding horizontal relationships with understanding are few and far between right now, I am not alone. I've seen God defend me with circumstances and situations far outside my control, even when others have falsely accused me or blamed me for my pain. I'm watching God slowly yet faithfully transform my mind. He's growing my love and longing for things unseen, and my grasp on this world is gradually weakening. He is faithful to convict when I drift back to my idol of comfort and am prone to measure by fleshly, worldly standards time and again. I've experienced repeatedly how the almighty God of the universe is willing and eager to condescend to meet me where I am in any given moment to comfort me with his presence and his promises, even when others remain aloof, distant, or unfeeling. His compassion never runs out. His kindness leads to repentance of my true sin, for which there is much. When others find their own inner heat turned down, by blaming me for what is perhaps their own internal turmoil and discomfort. I can have compassion on them, even as they accuse me falsely, as my God so mercifully has compassion on me. 
Scripture has come alive to me in these past years in ways I didn't know were possible. Where I once arrogantly felt like I'd already known a verse or a story in the Bible, I now thirst to hear truth again and again, longing that as it washes over me in the trials, that God would make my heart new. That I would be made more like Christ as I have the privilege to share in his suffering. The short of it is this. If we measure God's goodness solely by our circumstances and privileges, we are in dangerous territory, both for our own hearts and for the unreliable witness we give to both hurting believers and lost unbelievers alike. His goodness is far better than our circumstances. How do you experience it? Thanks so much for joining us today on Drowning in Shallow. Go ahead and click that subscribe button so you don't miss an encouragement.